What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev on stage with the lovely and luxurious Miss Kev on stage, my wife of 10 years. This year will be 11 years because 10 years was last year. <laughs> and welcome back to Love Hour slash Love Cast. We called it Love Hour because we had that name the longest. But they just said you guys should call it the Love Cast. So we might be switching our name. Since this is our only our second one, we still can do so. Thank you so much for tuning in. Last week, we are using your questions and suggestions this week. So remember, if you have a topic, you have a question, a hypothetical situation, anything like that, email us, kevonstage at gmail.com, and or use the Dear Kevin list. Today, we are talking about cheating and social media. Liz, take it away. So today we want to talk about um, the impact social media has on marriages and relationships. So we were, read an interesting article that stated that 30% um, or a third of all divorces cite Facebook as a cause of their divorce. And so the question is, why? What is this impact that social media is having on relationships that is causing folks to get divorced you know it's interesting because a lot of people that we know um uh marriage or or dating they are getting caught up because of social media not always facebook i don't use facebook like that but it can be facebook twitter tumblr anything that you tumblr you have tumblr you know what tumblr is i thought it was like pinterest no, you well, I just listed it. I don't know. Oh. I haven't figured out. I think it's yet. more like Facebook and like. I'd say Facebook, Twitter, Twitter Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But um, uh, one of the barbers in the shop got caught up. His girlfriend. <laughs> we feel like she set him up because she bought him an Xbox One, Xbox One, and he was setting his password up, and she used that password to log into his Instagram to find out he was cheating with her son's math teacher or Spanish teacher. Um, the son's like two years old and he just admitted like I was stupid and I, I shouldn't have been cheating and now I lost her. But what is it? You know, because people have been cheating since before Facebook. Mm -hmm. So is it more prominent now? Is it easier? Is it, um, catching you up with people of your past? What do you think? I don't know that. Um, I, you know, what would be more interesting is to figure out if like cheating has risen in combination with the social media thing. Because I really think that Facebook is just a means to cheat. Right. So if Facebook has caused more people to cheat, then then that would be interesting. Yeah. If cheating is the result of failed marriages, if that number has increased. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I think, like, say just people of your old flames, for example. Like, if you go to high school with somebody 20 years ago... And without Facebook, you know, or say you thought I, w I had a chance on you or had a crush on you or I'm just mad at my wife or husband. And, out, you know, outside of Facebook, you have no really other way to contact them. Then maybe you don't cheat. I feel like prior to Facebook, um, people cheated with people they worked with more. Mm -hmm. And maybe they met, you know, at bars or whatever. But now um, I think it's easier to do it with people that you already know. You know what I mean? And here's the crazy thing. More than likely, if they're your Facebook friend, they know about your relationship. Yeah, but I think it probably starts with um, 
as emotional affairs. Yes. Like you're unhappy. And so you're like inboxing or maybe it's just, hey, how are you? Yada, yada, yada. And that leads to that type of like down the trail of emotional affair. Yeah. And that's because really, I think the article actually was saying that Facebook is cited um, as evidence of cheating, actually, is so what not it's the in. cause of cheating. Yeah, I can see that, and I can definitely see. I, I, in my mind, it, it would happen like this: it's something, and this is what I think happens a lot of times. It might not be inappropriate to begin with. Right. It might start with, "Hey, how you doing? You know, how are things? How are the kids? How's your wife? How's work? Whatever." And and then as time goes on, you know, the the line in the sand that's you know, here's appropriate land and here's inappropriate land just keeps going further and further back until it's like, hey, what do you think about grabbing a coffee or, you know, whatever the case is. And next thing you know, I feel like a lot of cheating from Facebook is next thing you know. It's not necessarily meant to be from the beginning. I'm seeking out to cheat, but there's also not a, you know, there's no safeguards in place. Mm-hmm. for you like hey i don't you know i don't think i should be doing this or talking to this person like this or or whatever so i think that ends up being what happens and then you know people the other person usually knows and that's how they find out is by screenshots i wonder what the, the statistics of how many relationships are ruined due to screenshots mm. because that's the when we were kids you remember we were like three-way yep that's know, the new three-way screenshots are the new three-way you got the text to the girl. Screenshots will get you <laughs> destroyed. That's why Apple introduced the- What is this? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That's serious. It's, just, it's definitely the smoking gun. But here's the thing. If you don't have anything to hide, then screenshots can't get you. You know what sure. I mean? And, you know, it's funny, and I'm not going to reveal any names, but a couple of our friends have told us that, you know, married men have hit on them through like Twitter's DM stuff and both parties know they're married. And I'm like, how do they do this knowing that screenshots are available? Screenshots are not new. Yeah, but you don't think they're they're gonna um uh rat you out. But if they wanted to, they have you yes, dead to I mean, rights. But it, clearly you're only thinking with one head when you're doing that. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a lot of other things that can give you up. There's um like now iOS has your location. You say you are here and you can, you know, find it. You know how your phone goes, you know, you can go and check recent places you went. That, that That's if you're snooping, right? So luckily, I don't know. It's interesting because we, we, you know, I don't end up going and checking your Facebook or Instagram or I don't check yours either. things like that. But I feel like if you feel like checking, like you feel the need to check, then a lot of times you find, you know, what you're looking for. So here's my question to you, Liz. It's very simple. How does one protect themselves from uh, Facebook ruining their relationship or their marriage? So I think that um, the number one or one way to do to protect your relationship is um, having each other's uh, passwords. Yes. So that at any time if your significant other wanted to check on um your social media inboxes or any of that they could check that at any will and you know so that type privacy? of open yeah but see the thing about privacy is that 
I don't think when it comes to that stuff, that has to do with privacy. What do you mean? You're looking at my stuff, my social media, my phone. It's privacy. This is just devil's advocate, Kev. I don't know. Is it private? It's social media. Right, but that doesn't mean passwords. The public part is social media. The pass, the you know, the, the passwords make it private. A lot of people argue that they're you should never if if you trust each other, you, I shouldn't have to give you my password. If I trust you, you should have nothing to hide where you don't mind I have me having your Listen, the great Dr. Phil said, <laughs> if you have those who hide nothing, have nothing to hide. Right. Or uh, maybe I said it backwards, but the point is. Fool me once. Right. The point is, is that I can give you my passwords freely because I know that at any time, if you wanted to check, I have nothing to hide. Right. I shouldn't have to. It makes no sense in my mind to say. Um, I ha- you should trust me and that's why I'm not going to give this to you. No, no, no. Even at work, it's called trust but verify. Give me your social security number, but bring in your social security card so I can verify what you gave me is actually right. the truth. Absolutely. So I, trust but verify. And I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that in any, in any relationship. It keeps all parties honest. Yeah. I think personally for me, and I don't, haven't had any you know tendency or, or want to engage in any you know illicit behavior on any social media but knowing that you have my password definitely helps to keep me honest you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it's like if i you know like even even like text messages you know like you can like if i delete all my text messages and then you like go back you know um update your phone back to another time those text messages come back Mm -hmm. right so I mean, you're not that technologically advanced. I'm certainly not. <laughs> but, you know, but mail is. And if you really wanted to, if I was really hiding something and you really wanted to find out, I think you would find out. Mm-hmm. So knowing that that you have my passwords, I think helps. And and for me, there there isn't anything to hide. So I don't mind you having my passwords. And really, there's just too many passwords to memorize. So to have one, to go through all that trouble would mean I need there's something that I'm trying to hide. Yeah, and let's go back to this privacy argument. Okay. Because I people do bring that up, Kevin. I don't know that I I don't know if I agree with it and I don't know what the reason why. Agree with what? Privacy? That because the Bible says the two will be one. Okay. Okay, scholar. Okay, Paula White Black. For real though. (laughs) But for real though, Kev, I don't know that I don't know if that's a valid argument if we're in a life journey together and we're supposed to be partners and I'm supposed to like openly trust you, but yet you feel like this is private. This is a private part of my life that you can't have access to. I mean, we got joint checking account and you can't have that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, my, my, my work check goes into our account. But don't ask for my password. Yeah, you can't <laughs> check on the conversations I'm having, the DMs I'm getting, the text messages I'm receiving, the emails that I'm getting. No, you can't have that. But every area, every other area of our life is shit like that. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. You know, I'm a, I'm a jealous person. And I'm going to keep it 100. There's been times. Cute Nick Jonas. There's been times. It's my right to be hellish. I still get... I'm very jealous. God is jealous and I want to be like God. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there was this time where this person on Facebook had left heart eye emojis on Lissa's 
statuses a couple times. I hope he doesn't listen to it. He better listen if you want hard eyes, boy. It's your boy <laughs> Kev Cuz on me. Leave hard eyes again. I'll poke your eyes out. <laughs> but uh, Melissa was like, um, I saw it. She brought it to my attention one time. Like, uh, you know, she actually brought it to my attention like this. Kev, this dude left hard eyes under my picture. Because I already had said, you leave hard eyes, we got a problem. You feel me? We got a problem. But she said, Kev, this person left hard eyes on my status. And it wasn't even a status of like, I, I feel cute or was. anything like that. It was just it was. like, you know what? It was a picture. I knew it was a picture. I just don't remember what the picture was. It was a picture and you were you were looking good. And, and you know, girls can hard eyes you all day. Girls can hard eyes you all day. I don't mind. Girls call you cute, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, Liz brought it to me, and she said, I think this is a kid. And I still think he's a kid. And I still think he's a kid, too. However, that did nothing for my jealousy. Because <laughs> I was, like, had typed out this full... <laughs> no, you sent that. I typed out a full paragraph response. <laughs> added him. And he apologized. He was like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm just big fans of you guys. You know, things like that. I just thought she looked really nice. And I think... I don't even think I would mind it if he said, you look really nice. Mm-hmm. But hard eyes is like winking in real life. I don't like no hard eyes. I don't like no winking emojis. I don't want you to hard eyes my my wife. Because I don't want anybody to get no, you know, um, I don't know. I don't want you to get no thoughts. So anyway, long story short, he apologized. It's all good. I had another response and Liz was like, don't. He already apologized and let him go, right? So, a couple months later, he hard-eyes again. No, he didn't hard-eyes again. He tagged me in some... Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was one of those dumb Facebook, like, this is our life... Not our life together, but this is, like, our friendship through pictures via Facebook. It was like that, but we didn't have any pic- It was just really weird, actually. I don't remember what it was. But it was one of those when it was like anyway. It was his second things. strike. Yeah, it was his second strike. And you did you block him? I think I told blocked. Liz you you either I told Liz you either block him or I'm coming at him every time. Yeah. And for the sanctity of our marriage, she blocked him. And the end. And yeah, <laughs> we live to fight another another day. But um. You know, that's it's very difficult because Melissa's a very good-looking woman. And, you know, I'm sure dudes be scrolling by, but they know better than the hard eyes. Oh, my goodness. They can double-tap on Instagram, but they better not hard eyes. Go away. I know they better not hard eyes. Um, so, of course, we don't we don't imagine that people are going to be like, okay, I'm married now. Because, you know, people always say, I, I, I got in a relationship, so I'm going I'm to forsake Twitter or Facebook, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you necessarily have to forsake it. I think that there's a way to... Um, do Facebook and Twitter and all social media or just have your phone and 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 still respect your relationship. So here's easy way. Step one, um, limit the amount of time you spend on social media. Listen, I do this thing called Unplugged and essentially um, after we work out, shower and do all this stuff, instead of just sitting in the bed, because we have found that we are basically sitting in the bed next to each other at times and just scrolling down whatever whatever social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And we would just be sitting there, and we'd be talking to each other, but not really. I mean, we really would be talking to each other, but we're not giving each other focus. It's really no different than what you do when you're watching TV. You know, you're, you're, you're talking, but you're not. So we do this thing called Unplugged, 
And it's just to limit the amount of time that you're on social media, especially when you be, you can be giving each other time face to face. It's better to do that without the distraction of like, oh, here's this thing on Instagram. Here's this thing on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. So I think that's one step. Another step is to um, limit the um, the conversation on personal messages. Right. Okay. Uh, sorry, I had to make sure that was the right tip. Um, when people inbox me, and I, there, it's not very common, actually. I just went through my own personal inbox on Facebook, and I don't get very many personal inboxes. But when I do, I try to keep them very, like, surface level, very limited, very short. Not rude, but just keep it very short so that way they can't lead on to other things. And I think that's a good way to um, not expose yourself because you never you you could have good intentions, but you never know the intentions of the person on the other line, right? And I think what happens or can happen if you have been having conversations with people that are no not you know damaging, but the moment your spouse frustrates you or upsets you, and you know that's the other person, you know, then you start talking to them. You know, first it's about nothing, then it's about something, then it's about relationship. It's oh, they pissed me off today because X, Y, and Z, and everybody's a shoulder to cry on. And a shoulder to crime becomes a blank to blank on. <laughs> <laughs> so you limit your your stuff. And I always say this to people: you know, you all when you're when you're frustrated with your spouse, you look at your spouse in negative light and your other person in positive light. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the opposite way around. The, to protect yourself, it's best to look at it the opposite way around, knowing that you know. The, the, the version you're getting of this other person on social media is just the tip of the iceberg. And they're giving you their best as, in hopes of, you know, leading to something else. And really, it's your responsibility to protect your marriage. Absolutely. It's not the other person, whoever's talking. We always are mad at the other person, right? But it's they're not married. That's right. I agree. It's your responsibility as a married person to say, look, this ain't going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Right? Perfect example. A friend of ours... Um, who's who's come to our house and watched fights with us before when we've had fight parties? She she texts uh, me and my my brother and was like, "Hey, where are you guys watching the game?" Uh, and my wife wasn't home and wasn't gonna be home before the game came on. So I'm not gonna say, "Hey, I'm at the you know the game's on and watching it at the house. Come on by. This will be home." No, I don't. We no, we can't watch the game together unless there's ten other people. There, even though I don't think she meant any ill will, mm-hmm. but you know you don't want to even give yourself the opportunity for for bad things to happen, you know. And when you talk to people like on the inbox, you often can say things you wouldn't say in public. You know what I mean? It's the same way people, the way you talk in your group chat with your best friends, that ain't the same way you would talk at work because you know you can be really you know be yourself. So those are kind of two things um, that you can do to kind of uh, protect yourself or protect your marriage from from losing to social media, I guess. Correct? Correct. Sweet. Now, uh, again, we want to keep the uh, show open to you guys and what you want from us. So we definitely want to always have a question that we um, answer on the show and today's question is a good one it is a good one yes so the question is i'm gonna summarize it because she um says a lot 
Um, but it starts off, I'd like for you two to discuss how you keep a healthy marriage. You work a lot, and in today's world, couples fall out of love um, all the time. And I'm scared to even get married because I'm afraid that my future husband will get bored or fall out of love with me. Um, what and want to spend more time with a cute producer or something what does melissa do to keep you how can a woman keep her safe career-minded husband interested um and then she goes on to say she talks about um the mary mary situation with tina and teddy and then she goes on to say that women blame themselves a lot when men cheat Mm -hmm. so how can we um hold on let me see Blamed herself in the church. It always seems that the woman doesn't do that in the focus more so than the man. Or more that the woman is more of the focus when a man cheats more so than the the wrongdoing of the man. So what do we do to keep um, a healthy, saved marriage? And how specifically do we keep or how do I keep Kevin interested? And um, this is my answer to that. And I don't know if it's going to directly um, answer this question, but this is something that I've done a few years ago. And it's actually something that um, if I ever were to do something that was just on my heart, on my mind, something I really wanted to do, if I could abandon my nine to five, I would go out and do marriage seminars and very specifically talk to women. And this is one thing that I've thought about. And this is what I would say. A lot of times for women, we, number one, we get lost and caught up in our roles as mother, as wife, as a worker. Um, and, and then we, and we do, we let ourselves go because, you know, we'll put on our mom jeans and our mom hat and go play soccer mom and do the van pool thing and that. And we let ourselves go. We lose touch of the individual that was you before you became a wife, before you became a mom, before, you know, you got so serious about life. And so the number one thing that I would say is motive, do things for you, motivate yourself. A few years ago, I went on a campaign, you know, as women, a lot of times we feel guilty if we take care of ourselves because we feel like we're being selfish and we should be doing things for the kids or for our husband or around the house, whatever have you. And I went through that myself. And so a few years ago, I went on a, um, I have a campaign that I, I started doing every year. In this one campaign, my motto for the year was, you're worth it. And so anytime um, I wanted to buy something and it was a little bit more expensive, I'm a fairly cheap person, but it was a little bit more expensive than I would normally would pay, I would tell myself, I'm worth it. I can spend the extra $20 on this shirt because I really like it and it's flattering or whatever have you, and I'm going to buy it because I'm, I feel like I'm worth it and I am worth it. Um, if it was just chilling on a Saturday, I would get up and get dressed and do my makeup and do my hair even when I didn't feel like it because I'm worth it no matter what my husband says no matter what the outside public world thinks no matter what the kids are doing no matter whatever the agenda is on that day you know when you're in sweats you feel bummy you don't feel good when your hair is not done you don't it affects you I feel great when I'm in sweats I don't know why. <laughs> no, fantastic. So do those things and do it for you. And if you're motivated to do it for you, your husband will naturally find interest in that. You know, one of the things that um, I strive for these days, I never told Kevin this, but I'm about to say it out loud. One of the things that I strive for when I get dressed, and he doesn't do it that often, so when he does, I know I nailed it, is when I get dressed and Kev says, you look amazing. <laughs> 
He doesn't say it that often. Don't start always saying it either. I, I need you to say it when you're like, for real, for real. But when you say that, like, I know I nailed it. I'm, I'm working on all nines today. Hair must be done. Makeup must be done. Everything is on point because he doesn't say it that often. So when he says it, it makes me feel good. But I don't get dressed for him to say that. But when he does it, it does affirm me because, you know, he's my husband. And I want him to feel like I look good. I but think the, I said that this morning, though. I don't remember that. I did. Okay. I don't think you did. But the motivation behind me getting dressed isn't him. The motivation behind me getting dressed and putting myself together is so that I feel good. But the byproduct of affirmation. But the byproduct of that is him recognizing that I feel good. So if you want to lose weight, do it. But don't do it so your husband feels like you. Do it for you because it'll make you feel better. If you want to, you know, whatever it is, do it for you because you're worth it. You're worth the extra time it is to make yourself feel good. And that's, I believe, how you can keep your man in trust, how you can keep a healthy marriage. It's recognizing that you're two individuals that became one. But before you came one, you were a complete whole person. And you have to keep your complete wholeness in order to be a healthy person as in a marriage, as a mother, at work. You have to be complete and whole and healthy yourself. Was that? Yes. Okay. That makes perfect sense. I think complete wholeness is a, is a, is a fantastic... Uh, key because a lot of times you you feel like okay you get married and that means i'm going to give myself give myself away (laughs) and you do give yourself away completely but you don't want to lose yourself in the process right because i think that's what happens a lot of times is you know and it can can go both ways this happens a lot in army marriages you know what i mean when you're a soldier's wife it's like and the army will tell you family first oh no no army no way Family first, army always, or army first, family always. But we all know that the the army comes first. Yeah, because if they wanted you to have a family, they would issue it to you. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But um, uh, what I was gonna say is, it's 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 easy to lose who you are in your roles, right? Especially when you have children. Like when you have children, we, we talk about this all the time. Like Sunday evenings, we know that you know. We, an hour or so of our time is going to be prepping the kids for school. You know, going to the grocery store to get the kids lunches and things like that. And the day is, I get dressed. Melissa gets dressed, goes to work. I get dressed, get the kids dressed, get them off to school, go to work. She comes home, gets the kids from school, homework, baths, you know, dinner, all that stuff. And of course, this isn't the 50s. So she's working a full-time job. I'm working a full-time job. It's easy to lose your yourself in just your role as mom and an employee before you even get to be wife. You know, before I've even seen you again, from the time we wake up, you've been an employee for nine hours, eight hours. You've been a tutor for an hour and a half for homework. You've been a chef, you know, hour to cook dinner. And then, you you know, like a maid cooking, a maid cooking, <laughs> cleaning, laundry, all I mean, that stuff. Cleaning, yeah. Yeah. And, and and truth be told, I get home from work at 7.30, more than likely within the first next two hours after we work out and take a shower, there's an hour left. So you're, you're, the time you spent being a wife is the least amount of time you've spent being anything mm-hmm. all day. And the, 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 the harder you, I mean, not the harder, but if you don't like make a conscious effort to do something for as wife, then your role just becomes more and more important. You know, and a lot of times... 
um, marriages fail because no, neither party is interested in making them work. And not necessarily that they want them to not work. They're just so bombarded with the other things that they have to do. They're not making time to do the thing that keeps their marriage going, if that makes sense. Like we, I mentioned working out because for this living million time in my life, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, eat healthy and look right. But what does that mean? It means me taking time out and specifically designating this time for my health. That means working out. That means when you're hungry after church, instead of going to Jack in the Box, it's stopping and walking inside a grocery store and getting something healthy. But in, in but we do that stuff for our health or for our job or for our friends or for whatever, but we don't do that for our marriage. Right? And we have small- and stop, Kev, though. An important note, women, is not only we don't do that for our marriage, but we don't do that for ourselves, Kevin. Yes. For women especially, we don't do that for... We'll go the extra mile for our kids. Mm-hmm. We'll go the extra mile at work if you're a good employee. You'll go the extra mile sometimes even for your husband if he's a good man. No, I'm just joking. You should always go the extra <laughs> mile for your husband. But we won't do that. We'll stop. Sh- we'll sell ourselves short. Right. We will sell ourselves short. So remember that you're worth that extra time and extra mile and that extra energy and that extra effort that you give to everyone else. You two are worth that. Absolutely. 100% agree. I don't know that that means as much to men. I know. That's why I said Because women. I think, yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking oh. as we're talking about it, I'm like, does that matter to me as much? But I think in, in our society or maybe in marriages, generally the woman. Well, because men are um, um, visual. Yeah. And so when we let ourselves go, your eye starts to wander. And truly, I mean, it's just natural for men to do that. But I want my, and I always, when we get dressed, I always say, I just want you to be proud of me. I want to walk into a room with, you know, I'm on my husband's arm and I want him to feel proud of how I look. I do want that. But at the same time, if he isn't proud, I want to feel proud. I want to walk through a room and feel like, boo, you got this. (laughs) Listen, honey. You did that. Listen, Linda. So I want to feel that way. And I know if I if I put that extra effort into myself, you can't help but feel that way because it's going to exude out that confidence that the way that I feel about myself, it's going to be like seeping through my pores and a man can't help but be attracted to that. Right. And I think a lot of times people talk about a marriage. Well, if I get married, what if she lets himself go? What if I let himself go? I think you, as much as you mentioned it, people let themselves go mentally Mm-hmm. prior to letting themselves go yeah. physically. You know what I mean? And by letting themselves go, they just get lost in the process. And that is simple as, you know, on a Saturday, getting up, getting dressed. And even if you're not doing anything, you know, like going on a date, but I'm just clean. I've, I've done my hair. I feel good. Like, even if I'm just going to stay at home and watch Netflix all day, you feel better about yourself when you get up and take Absolutely. care of yourself. Right. When you get up and work out or whatever the case is. And that de- that definitely does um, feed mm-hmm. into the uh, marriage. And-, and and for women also, you know, it helps with your sexual mojo, because a lot of times if you feel sloppy, if you feel like a slob, if you feel yuck, if you feel nasty, you don't feel sexy sex isn't really like at the top of your list of things to do because you don't feel good about yourself. But if you, you, your hair is done, you get up, you get dressed, you get yourself together. 
you know you're looking good, your juices might start flowing a little bit because you starting to feel yourself. Like, listen, I'm cute today and I just really feel good. And that, that'll help that. And a lot of times you're going to have like a lower type of mojo when you don't feel good about yourself. Because for women, it is, sex is very um, emotional. It's mm-hmm. very, it's a mind um, thing. Your mind, you, a lot of times your mind has to be there first and then you can get your body involved. But sometimes you just don't feel like it and you have to force yourself to commit your body and then get your mind to catch up. But you can help your mind get there by doing these things to kind of psych yourself out. And now we're like way off topic right now. No, but I've, <laughs> we are. I think we, but we're, well, we're still, how do you, how do you keep your, your yeah. spouse happy? And I think for sex, it's a perfect example because your, your husband is not going to, it's not going to, but it's very difficult to understand that part. If you don't want to have sex, the man's always going to think it's something he did. Mm. Like, what did I do that makes her not? Because when you're rejecting sexual advances from your husband, you're to him, you're rejecting him. Right. If he doesn't process it as, well, she doesn't feel good about herself, so not really a reflection of me. It's she doesn't want me. Mm. Right? And here's how we double back all the way to cheating. If you haven't taken the, the time to feel good about yourself, therefore you don't want to have sex. Yeah. Because you don't feel good about yourself. And he's taking that as she doesn't want to have sex with me. And then somebody else is showing interest with me. Then you've inadvertently... Cracked the door open. Yeah, and inadvertently cracked the door open because, one, you don't feel good about yourself. And, two, he's not understanding that. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Let me ask you this before we move on. If you don't feel good about yourself, is there anything your husband can do to be like, you know... Get dressed like can he do his hair, hair, hair for you? Like the only reason, and that's why I kind of started off with the motivation to do it for you because I really think for women we have to feel good about ourselves because as a husband, I would hope it would be your job to be like, baby, I love you. You look beautiful regardless with makeup, without makeup, hair nappy, no, you know, hair laid to the side, you know, your best outfit on or sweats, boo. I love you and you're right. beautiful to me. But in actuality. Right. I don't feel good when my hair is nappy. <laughs> and I don't really care that you say I look good because I don't feel good. Right. So do you feel like I, your husband is lying? No, well, a little bit. Maybe. Or just being nice. Maybe not lying. Being nice. But being nice. Being nice. That makes sense. That makes sense. So there, so there's nothing you can, the husband can do if not you're really. in that funk. I think women have to do it for themselves as motivation for themselves and men are so visual they're just gonna naturally just go along with it because they are visual right you know but i think for a woman she has to do it for herself be healthy complete and whole yourself absolutely and it'll rub off one thing that Lisa did and i thought this was interesting this happened back in washington uh i don't know if you remember this but you decided that when you go to get your hair done you had been wearing sweats when you went to get your hair done. And oh, you yeah, said, I, I remember you saying, you know what? I'm about to get dressed first. Then go get my hair done. So when I get out of the shop, I'm going to be fly. Fly, honey. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like, I'm paying all this money, you know, to get my hair done. And then I come out and my makeup's not done. And yeah. I'm, I'm in sweats. And I got, you know, so I don't feel good. So now you, for a while, you get dressed. You go get your hair done. When you come out, you walk in the house and it's like, whoo. Because you feel, Listen. Women, you know, if your hair is done, you want to walk the mall with negative money in your checking account, but you want to walk the mall <laughs> because you feel cute. Like, boo, I need somebody to look at me because I am just 
rolling on all nines today. Hair is done, makeup is on point, my eyebrows are out, arched, honey, look. Because <laughs> you, feel, you feel cute, and when you feel cute, you're going to exude that confidence. Yes, and and before we go, if, there, if there's something... To, we are, it's okay, it's a, it's a love hour ish. Sorry. Um, the one thing that men can do, it's so cliche, but it's, you know, to keep your, your, your wife happy throughout the time is is you put her first and it's so cliche sounding like i'm gonna put her first and it's not just like something you say it's something like i'll give you guys an example um we got a playmaker's booking request and it was for may 1st or 2nd and that's my birthday and it's my birthday mind you if it's lissa's birthday i already know look i'm not doing it it's lissa's birthday blah 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 but it was a potential good gig and i asked Liz, hey we have this potential gig on the first or second, how do you feel about this? Do you do you mind if I take it? Do you mind if I entertain it? She was like, uh, yes. no. <laughs> well, or, yeah. Yes, I mind. <laughs> yeah. That's Literally, her only response was, uh, yes. Do you mind? <laughs> so, I hit Jay and Ant like, dude, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? And the same thing with work. You know, I've got a new job that I really like. All that stuff. I could definitely spend more time at work. But at the end of the day, I want to be home with my wife. And I put that first. So I don't let money. I don't let potential career. I mean, I do a good job. It's not that I'm leaving early, but I'm not working crazy hours because I want to spend time with my wife. And I put her feelings before my own or before, you know, because I don't, you know, I don't want to like get this job and and rise all the way to the top of the corporate ladder and make all this money to realize that I have an unhappy wife because then I don't have anybody to share the money with and defeats the entire purpose. So I know that question was mainly for Liz, but I just want to throw that out to any guys that are listening that the cliche of putting her first and the actual physical thought process and and going about putting them first makes the entire difference. And before we go, we live to leave with a fun uh, hypothetical question. And again, if you guys want to send us stuff, KevOnStage at Gmail, Dear Kevin Liz for questions, topics, suggestions, hypothetical situations, all that stuff. And today's question, and I'll let you answer first, list. Would you get tattoo? Would you get a tattoo of your spouse's name anywhere on your body of any size? So we have talked about getting a tattoo. <laughs> so in my mind, I think um, I might be down for the cost. But in reality, I'm not. I'm too chicken. I'm too scared um, that it's going to hurt too bad. And I'm going to get AIDS because the needle's going to be infected. <laughs> And God is not going to be happy and give me some type of like incur- uncurable disease. Incurable? Uncurable? In, not curable? In, incurable disease. Incurable disease. Um, because I was being disobedient and trying to be grown. So, would I get a tattoo? Period. The answer is no. So, it has nothing to do with me? No. You, a butterfly, Isaiah's name, my mama's name, my daddy's <laughs> name. No. What if I died? I would get like a plaque thing on my car. Oh my, a plaque? (laughs) Don't get no airbrushed angel. In loving memory of. (laughs) A plaque. Don't give me a, if you're not going to get a tattoo, don't get nothing. Don't get no plaque. I didn't win the third grade spelling bee. I mean, not a plaque. Them things they get on the back of your car. I don't want that. That's when gang members die. (laughs) Gone for not forgotten. Lil, Lil Kev, Lil Loped Out Kev. (laughs) 
get a tattoo or nothing. I have thought about getting a tattoo, but for the same reasons, I don't feel as strongly as I did uh, about tattoos in my younger days. But I still don't feel confident enough to get it. I would get a tattoo of Lissa. Her face on my arm. Please don't. Yes. Big. In detail. Shaded. 3D. All types of colors. Um, Because I want to be proud of you. I actually thought about this. I lost one of my... I lost my first wedding ring when I lost a whole bunch of weight. Mm -hmm. I lost a whole bunch of weight. And my wedding ring was already a little big. But I lost a whole bunch of weight and it fell off. So I... And I have a second wedding ring now. I think this is only like four years in our marriage. Mm -hmm. I have this second one for six years. But I've always said if I lose this wedding ring, I would just get a tattoo of your name right there. Tyson, a friend of mine, Tyson he has did. the Yeah, and his wife didn't. I know. He got the <laughs> he got the tattoo of his wife's name and she I, I feel think like he that's just a, has an E. He just has an E where yeah. the wedding ring will go, but I feel like that's a couple's move. <laughs> so did he come home like, Hey, look, babe, and then she's just like He got it for the anniversary. I don't think she knew. I know, but once you see that you're obligated to go. I'm looking at you like, hey, look what I did. So what are you doing tomorrow? I'm looking at you like, I'm waiting for my upgrade, boo. Where's my new three, four, five, six, seven <laughs> carat ring? Get no doggone tattoo. If I get a tattoo, your view. And Why would I settle for a $50 tattoo when I can get like a five carat ring? See how that works? Because that ends up be- me being spending more money. The tattoos look 50 bucks. You want me to spend a, a twenty grand for another ring or Absolutely. whatever? That's what we're looking at, boo. So go go to M right there. <sighs> I'm just gonna keep my ring for a long time. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get your entire face tattooed Please on my back. Please don't get nobody's face. Those are not not a good idea. I'm gonna get your entire face tattooed on my back. Go into like uh, Nick and Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he turned to Jesus. You see that. He did. He turned to Jesus after You can't that. go wrong with Jesus. You can't go wrong no. with Jesus. Rest in peace, Andre Couch. I hadn't made a video about that. Oh. Yeah, I thought you did. I didn't. I thought I heard you. I was going to, but oh. I haven't yet. And I still think I I might because he's just so influential. But this has been fun. Have you enjoyed yourself? I have enjoyed myself. I hope you guys learned some things. I hope you guys stick around for this because we do it for you, the people. Eventually, we're going to be like touring the world, giving giving um, marriage Speak seminars probably. with those headphone things like Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation. <laughs> We're going to be like, ladies and gentlemen, right now, are you ready, Toronto, for the stages? For the stages. <laughs> Kevon and Lisson. Uh, <laughs> but uh, again, just to remind you, we do this for you. We're here every Sunday. Um, if you have questions, dear Kevin List, KevonStage at Gmail. If you have suggestions for topics, if you have hypothetical fun questions for us to answer, please send them and we will do our best to answer them and we will see you next Sunday. Any Toodaloo. final thoughts, Liz? Toodaloo. Toodaloo, cuz. <laughs>